0: Raising the Extraordinary, a podcast for parents and carers raising children with additional needs. Are you a parent or carer of a child who has a form of additional needs, whether that be mild autism or rare genetic disease? If so, my podcast could be for you. After my son was diagnosed with CLN2 Batten disease, I entered a new world that I didn't know much about. I felt like I'd been thrown into a deep, dark hole with no ladder to climb out. Two years on, I have navigated my way through so many challenges. I do not claim to be an expert, but I do want to use what I have learned to help you. Join me each week as I discuss different topics, chat with guests and learn alongside you as we navigate this journey together. Hello, my name is Amy Tilly and I am wife to Adrian. We got married back in 2011. Uh, We have two children. Eva is, at the time of recording this, she's almost 11 Uh, I still can't wrap my head around that, I have a child that's almost about to go to senior school. Um, And we also have Isaac, who is seven and a half. He is our, oh, he's our little warrior. He has Baton disease, CLN2 to be specific. And he is the reason why I am doing this podcast, really. Um, So jumping straight into it, really, I have a few aims um, and a few reasons why I have started this podcast over the last two and a bit years since I's been diagnosed, I have been on a journey that I never ever envisaged that I would go on. There has been the most amazing amounts of ups and downs. I just I, I just couldn't I'd be here for hours if I if I was to sort of list everything that we've we've been through. Um, and I do hope to use my experiences and our journey to help other people to help people to feel less alone on this journey. I want to learn more about not only this disease, but ways to, to help the children with, you know, who who have this disease, not just CLN2, but all the types of bat disease There's actually 13 different types. Isaac has CLN2, which is the only one with a treatment. Uh, that the treatment slows the progression of the disease, but it, it's not a cure. It's it's not enough. We do need more. There are far too many different diseases and illnesses in this world affecting children. It's just, it's wrong. It's unfair, and it makes me so frustrated and so angry. And I know there is a lot of people in the world that will join me on feeling like that. So one reason for this podcast as well as to help raise awareness of other diseases and illnesses, rare diseases, not so rare as well, because the way, the way that I feel a lot of sort of special needs or rare diseases, illnesses, things like that, unless people know about them, you know, children are taking long, you know, children can take a long time to be diagnosed, there needs to be more education, more awareness. Even with health professionals, the amount of times we've been into into hospital A&E, for example, and the doctor has to Google batten disease right in front of me. And that is I know doctors can't know about every single disease and illness. But to have a doctor Google your child's disease right in front of you, that just hurts. And it's frustrating. So I feel a little bit like I'm digressing here. Um, so, I also want to inspire other parents of children, not just children with Batten disease, but special needs, um, any disease and illness out there, really, to be honest. I started the journey of Batten disease feeling quite strong, strangely. Um, I It took me a while to have what I would sort of describe as a bit of a breakdown because of the news that we'd received. The moment the doctors told us that Isaac had bat and disease, Adrian asked about what the future held for him and life expectancy. And I just stood up and just said, no, this is this thing is not taking actually use stronger words than that, but I won't say it on here. Um, But this thing is not taking my son without a goddamn fight. And I meant that and I still mean that. Um, two years on, I I do feel that way. But I've had a lot more ups and downs than I think I'd planned to. Not that like you can plan on how you feel about these things. But I have tried not to let that go. I do believe that working hard and putting in the positive effort for your child pays off not only for them, but for the entire family. So you know, trust me when I've I ha- I've actually taken that too far sometimes and I've put work in inverted commas um, ahead of the the fun. But that's where I want you to learn from me and and not do that. I want to learn from others. I hope to speak to health professionals, alternative therapists, nutritionists, as well as other families. There is no I do feel like other families can offer so much knowledge and help and support. There's nothing like knowing somebody else is in your situation. It brings me Uh, hope and support and comfort to speak to people that are in the same position as me to have those days where you just feel so alone you, you just don't know where to put yourself but when there is somebody that you feel that you can reach out to it just helps the day just feel that little bit better it just helps you to feel just less alone and like this life is, it's not quite as impossible to live as it feels. I hope that does actually make sense. It does in my head. Um, You know, I want the knowledge that we can all learn together. I want it to reach people that need it. I want to learn as a community, you know, learn alongside each other. I don't have all the answers. I've been on this journey for two years. And I've learned a hell of a lot, but there are parents out there that know a lot more than me. There are professionals who we can seek advice from. There are people with children with different disabilities that actually I have taken things from. So like their parents, for example, might be doing certain exercises with them. Specifically, actually, I found a lot of children with cerebral palsy. The exercises that they do, I felt have helped Isaac. So... You know, I, I learn from other families, I want to pass that knowledge on our children with Batten disease, their time is so, their time is so short compared to, in inverted commas, like normal, you can't see me doing air quotes here. Um, their, their life is so short compared to normal people. But I do believe putting the effort in and helping them to stay physically strong, cognitively strong, will keep them with us for longer, it will keep them stronger until this cure comes around and I do believe that one day there will be whether that cure is in time for Isaac who knows I don't I don't know I hope that it is but, but no but we don't know what's around the corner so I do believe that we need to keep our children as strong as possible for that day when that cure comes I also want to be i want to be part of something that helps people feel stronger inspired positive less alone and also less of a failure that may sound quite strong but i have felt for the last two years the biggest failure i ever thought i would feel my child having batten disease although i know it's not kind of directly my fault i didn't know that I carried a faulty gene that would cause batten disease. I had no clue because you, you don't get your genetics done. You don't have your genetics tested before you have children, unless you're going through a process of IVF, for example, then yes, you may choose to go down that route. But I had no clue that we carried, both of me and Aid carried this faulty gene. But once I learned that Isaac had batten disease, I felt the most deepest sense of failure because I felt I had done that to him. But I know deep down, and it's taken me a little while to, to feel better about this, but I didn't choose that for him. I never would choose that for a child. So I have tried to dig myself out of that hole of feeling like a failure. And I hate the thought of anyone else feeling that way, whether their child has a genetic disease, whether they, you know, a parent just feels in general that what their child is going through is their fault. But we can't control diseases, uh, illness, you know, illnesses that, you know, that yeah, if we have we have no control over them. So it's not our fault. But what we can do is introduce things into their lives into our lives that help us to feel more positive and to help our children be strong. That in turn, I do believe helps the whole the whole family. So I, I do feel, I feel, as you can probably tell, I feel very strongly about that. Now, I'm not always upbeat and positive. I have my down times. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had a week of tears, low mood, very, very low mood. I just, I couldn't see a way up again. I i have always said to people that from the start of this journey I have felt like I have been in a 10 foot deep hole 10 foot wide with no ladder to get out that's that's an easy way for me to describe to people how it actually feels to have a child with battens because you can't you can't cure them you, I can't fix Isaac I can't make him better that's how I feel but sometimes there is a ladder there and there's somebody at the top I've been working through this with my therapist actually might sound a bit of a strange analogy but this is how I've seen it in my head you know sometimes there's the more there's the parent side of me that is at the top no go and come on you know talking to that person that's in that hole saying no come on climb up the ladder I'm going to help you and I guess that's how I feel that I want to help other people I want to help people feel that they can get out of that hole no, we can't fix battens, No, we can't cure batons. But there are things that we can do to help make our lives a little bit more positive. I've always said I don't want to look back and have regrets. I don't ever want to feel that I could have done more. I should have done more. Our journey ahead with Isaac is going to be the most, the most heartbreaking journey ahead. I know that. And I know I probably feel like I'm, sound, I'm saying that very matter-of-factly, very black and white but I guess I am because that that's thats how I deal with it and that's okay. Um, but I know that in the future, when I'm a little old lady sat in my chair, I don't want to look back and feel, I don't want to look back and feel a failure. I don't want to feel like I could have done more. I want to look back and I want to smile at the memories that we had. I want to feel proud of myself at the effort that I put in to keep him strong. The effort that I put in to be the mum that Eva needs you know, needs me to be, and to be the person that I want to be, the wife that I want to be. So, you know, I want to help others feel that way. But yes, as I was saying, again, I digress. Um, You know, I do have my times where I feel like I can't see a way out of that hole. But I do also want to share those times with you, because you know, maybe that particular week or week after, week before, you could feel in that same position and I want parents to feel that that's normal, be okay with that, ride those waves, there's a wrong way to feel on this journey but you need to know there is a way up again and you'll smile again, it's you just need to ride those waves and know that there is that way out Now, our children are our world. We want the best for them. They will do anything for them. But we as mums, parents, there might be some dads listening to this, that we, we need, they need us to be the best version of ourselves. We are also important. And it has taken me almost two years to realise that I need to be okay too. I can be strong. I can keep Isaac going. I can be the mum that Eva needs to be. But to be that person, I need to look after me. And I still, even though I've been working on this for a little while, I still feel really selfish saying that because I'm a mum before anything, before I'm Amy, before I'm, this is how I feel I am a mum first. But I actually need to be Amy first because if I'm not Amy first, it's that whole analogy of you can't fill other cups if your cup is empty. And I used to think, nah, I've got energy for the kids. Of course I have. But as, I, as time's gone on, I've looked after myself less and less. I don't eat well. I don't exercise as much as I could. I don't get outdoors as much as I should. I have not looked after my home as well as what I'd have wanted to. And I found myself, you know, feeling more and more like I'm dropping into that hole and I am very much on that journey of trying to find my way out and it's hard it is really really hard to be to try to be Amy before anything else but that's another reason why I'm starting this podcast because this is for me I, I it's I like to help other people I like to bring awareness to batten disease and to, to how we feel as parents and families so yes I want you to join me on this on this journey of finding myself again me finding an identity because I need that to be I need to be the best version of myself before I can be the best mum the best wife and I want you all whether you're a mum or a dad you know a grandparent an auntie an uncle anyone listening to this to be able to help those around you you need to be the you need to be strong you need to be confident you need to be as happy as what you can be I feel like I can't say you need to be happy because I don't feel that I will ever be 100% happy again I won't because my son has got a terminal disease but I try to find pockets of joy in each day I try to find moments of happiness and you need to do that too if you are happy your family will be happy and yeah, that, that's really important to me to help other people to feel that way. So I've been a stay-at-home mum now for 11 years. That was never the plan. I was supposed to be a practising doula, have my own business, have happy, healthy kids who enjoyed sports and other activities and just love life. We were supposed to have had lots of camping holidays. You know, we've got a caravan and we love those. You know, we would love to take, to take the van to different sites and, yeah, make memories um but that's definitely not how life has panned out there's been a grief process that has come along with that 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 process of grief is just constant i've i've had to kind of go through a process of mourning the life i was supposed to have mourning the life that isaac that that is just always constant mourning the life that isaac is you know is supposed to have had and not the life that he's got that has been an extremely hard process to go through and again, I want to help support others that are going through that process. It's, I am no professional, but I'm here, I'm living it. And I don't think there's any better support than looking to the people that are living it, have lived it. So that is why, that's another reason why I am here. Um, I do want to, to turn to other families to help other families on this journey it's it's been one hell of a journey so far um i will i do plan on doing an episode just on isaac and his journey of being diagnosed with baton disease i don't want to include it in this one because i would be talking for a long time i need to actually write some specific notes on maybe what i want to say because i i taught the hind legs off a donkey everyone who knows me will know that so yeah to include it in this episode would just be a little bit too much so um i think that's it for today i just wanted to do my first episode to explain what i what the plan was for this podcast why i am here why i'm doing what i'm doing so thank you for tuning in today and listening to my very first episode whichever platform you are listening on please please if you could leave me a review and uh, subscribe, that would be amazing because that will help my podcast to reach uh, oh anyone and everyone around the world. I would love to reach so many people with this podcast. I'd be very, very grateful if you can just go and leave me a very quick review and subscribe. That would be amazing. And yeah, I look forward to speaking with you on my next episode. Bye.